Welcome to the Friends of Zane Adams, aka Faza Podcast, bringing awareness of postpartum depression, suicides, and the children who are left behind. We'll be spotlighting positive outcomes from mothers as well as healthcare experts and counselors. Would you know the signs of PPD? Would you know how to help a loved one? Stay tuned. As a community, we can do more to support maternal mental wellness. Greetings, everyone. This is Paulette Smith with Friends of Zane Adams, a.k.a. Faza Inc. We are a 501c nonprofit dedicated to bringing awareness and resources to support sufferers of postpartum depression. We want to help prevent maternal suicides, and we want to support the children who are left behind. And we strive to stop the stigma, the silence, the suicides, and the suffering that often accompanies maternal mental health issues. Before I begin, I need to say a few words about triggers. This is a safe place. However, we may discuss topics that can be sensitive and may act as a trigger for some members of our audience. The content we discuss serves to provide information for educational and advocacy purposes only. If you're experiencing an emergency, call the National Crisis Hotline. That's 800-273-8255. If you cannot afford consultation, please visit FazaInc.org and provide us with your contact information. Hi there, Faza fans, and welcome to this episode of Friends of Zane Adams. You know, we're grateful for you being here, and especially today, because we're going to be discussing a topic that we know is sensitive, and yet we know there are moms, dads, family members, and caregivers, and friends who may benefit from this conversation. So we're going to have it. It's all going to be all about dealing with a pregnancy loss. You know, we here at FASA, we offer a saying, it's not our saying, but we've said it many times, and that is, whether your baby is in your tummy or in your arms or in your heart, you are a mother and we cherish you. But of those three, when you lose your baby in a perinatal or even a postpartum period, it can be more than a tragedy. It could be more than a heartbreak. That's why we feel so fortunate to have with us today, Jennifer Sin. She's a certified life coach and the founder of Navigating Baby Loss. That's a resource specializing in pregnancy loss recovery. And that's the magic word, recovery. Wow. Jennifer's going to speak to you from her own experience on the loss of her pregnancy and how she came through. And now she's helping other moms who may be struggling mentally, spiritually, and physically after the loss of their baby. If at any time you feel this conversation is stressful, please discontinue. However, if you stay with us, Jennifer is going to bring you a message of healing and hope on finding ways to honor and love your baby, yourself, and your family. And we hope you're going to stay till the end because there you'll be able to learn more about some of the free resources Jennifer is providing to those who may be in need. But for now, we have the real thing with us today. So let me say... Greetings, Jennifer, and welcome to the Faza Podcast. Thank you so much, Tala. I am so honored to be here, and that was a beautiful introduction. I 
I just really appreciate the, having the opportunity to speak to your audience, and hopefully they will find some, some comfort in, in what I can bring to this conversation. So, yes, it is so important to recognize that, you know, postpartum depression isn't just for the moms who've lost or, or, or who have their babies, but also it happens, you know, when you've lost your baby, your body still goes it goes into that. So yeah, it's really important. Absolutely. Well, Jennifer, first I wanted to share with you our condolences on your loss, the loss of your twin. And I want to commend you again. I can't do it enough for you having the courage after you've come through to help others. And I just wanted to start out with our condolences and to ask you, what gave you the strength to open up and give yourself to the mission of helping moms after your loss? Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, you know, this kind of strength, as you're going through it and when you're in the middle of it, you're just, this isn't the strength I want. I don't want to do this. I don't want to get up every day. I don't want this. For me, as I looked back, as time went on a little bit, and I looked back, I could see the gaps. You know, there are so many people not talking about their losses. There are so many women suffering in silence. Society as a whole really teaches us to just just move on, you know, and, and just don't worry about what you don't have. Focus on what you do have. And it really can be very dangerous, you know. It really can take a toll on women's health. So I just felt like I have learned so much through it, and I continue to deal with it. That's why I love the term navigating baby loss because it never ends, you know, mm. but it is sort of a lifelong process that you, that you go through and different things that you deal with throughout your life. I just thought it was really important for me to try to bring some help to women who are suffering. Well, I know that they are appreciated. I know that when I read your story, I certainly appreciate it. And just speaking to you, uh, I can see how you can bring comfort to others. I'm just glad that that's a path that you chose. And I heard you say something that's very common. I hear it a lot with my mom, and that is the fact that they're not they're not talking. They, they, it's a stigma almost in everything that is difficult to handle in life. Not on purpose. I don't think the moms do, but many times other people don't know what to say, and the moms don't know what they want. They're just grieving. And I noticed that in your literature, you talk about how to ask others to help you during this time. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I think this is oh, this is what I really want to shout from the rooftops. Like, I just think it is so important when you're going through a hard season, you know, people often want to help you, but they don't have any idea how, especially mm. if they've never experienced the same type of thing that you're experiencing. So it becomes really, you know, they're left to their own devices and the, they say and maybe do things that feel hurtful or maybe that they shouldn't, but they just, they just don't know. So I, yes, I love it when, you know, I can really encourage people to reach out, tell your family and your friends what's helpful to you is to talk about it. Mm. That's how they can help you is just to listen. 
and not try yeah. to fix it, not try to change it, you know, or make it better somehow just to listen. And I, I really think if we did more of that, there would be less silence because I think it just is such an uncomfortable topic for so many people that we just don't even want to bring it up. Right. There's no doubt about it. But because it's so sensitive and because moms don't want to talk about it, families don't know exactly what to say, what's just a couple of the things you would say? I I was just blown away by a couple of things you said do say and a couple of things you said try to avoid. You know, even even with your partner or your husband, you know, just just to say things like, I hate that you're going through this. You know, if someone would just say that to you, I, I hate that you're going through this. Mm. You know, this really, it, it's the, this is terrible. And leave it at that. You know, don't, mm. don't put that, don't put that butt on the end, you know, and definitely stay away from phrases that start with at least, you know, mm. at least you can have another baby or at least you already have a child, or at least, you know, it happened earlier, whatever it is. Usually if if the phrase that you're going to say to someone who is grieving starts with at least, it should be a sign to really stop and reassess and see if that that comment is as helpful or not. Because chances are there's there's nothing you can do to, to change it. And the best thing to do really is just to acknowledge the pain that they're feeling and, and just even say, you know, what can I do? Can I listen? Can I just Mm. come over and listen to you? Can I just come over and make a meal? Can I come over and take care of your other kids? Those are the things that are helpful. Wow. Is it okay to say, do you want to talk about it? Absolutely. Yes, yes. And, you know, and this is, too, where we're, we all grieve very differently, right? Like some people love to yeah. just be by themselves and silence and just do their thing. So other people like me, I'm a talker. I love, you know, I want to talk about it until there's nothing left to say. You know, to me, that's healing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of goes you kind of have to know, you know, maybe how the person is, is reacting. But even just saying, I am here for you and I would love to talk, you know, share your baby's story with you if you're feeling up to it. Another thing with lost mamas is we don't want people to forget about our baby, mm-hmm. you know. So having that invitation for us to talk about them and share you know, our dreams or our feelings about that baby is just really like that's such a gift. So listening is the key because many times we might feel as if talking about it or trying to talk about it might be hurtful. And we need to listen first so that we can find out if it's okay with the mom, if she wants to talk about it. Is that what you're saying? 100%. Yes. I think just, you know, just go ahead and ask questions. Be bold enough to ask, do you want to talk about it? And be okay if they say yes, right? Because that's the other part is it may feel like an uncomfortable topic for you to talk about, but if they need to talk about it, it's really important. I love that. You know, Jennifer, when we talked during the first time we spoke, you gave me such insight that I'd never seen. You know, Fazu was started for the loss of our granddaughter. She 
blessedly did not take her baby with her. Um, mm-hmm. Zane was one month old. But we missed her. We grieved her like she was our child because mm-hmm. even though she was our grandchild, we raised her uh, pretty much, you know, of the time. You know, we gave her her first bike ride and her first trip to Disney and her first uh, mm-hmm. so many things. So it was like losing a child for us. But you talked about grieving and the mindset that moms need to get into in order to re, you call it, to redesign their future. Yeah. Yes, reimagining a new future because, and, and that's a lot of the work I do with my clients, is once we get through the grief, then what? You know, mm. like you still, chances are you still have a lot of years ahead of you. So, you know, what can you do with the rest of that life? And, you know, so then we really do a lot of redesign, like dreaming again, because after you have a loss, it's really hard to dream because mm. you you did have a dream and it, and it didn't, you know, didn't come true. So it's really hard to, like, let your guard down and do that again. So we work on a lot of, like, dreaming again and, you know, and then how can we honor this baby that you've lost? by incorporating that into your future. You know, whatever that looks like, it's totally different for everyone, and that's what's so beautiful is, is just, you know, you do, do get to recreate that. And I think more than anything, it's, it's that I help them give themselves permission to do it again because there's so much guilt that comes as a result of a, having a loss. There's a lot of guilt that the mom feels, you know, that her body, her body failed her or she should have done this or she should have done that. There's all kinds of things that come in play. And um, just, yeah, having that permission to just reinvent this new future that, you know, looks differently without your baby is really powerful for them. Right. Now I'm thinking about the mom who's, obviously under doctor's care. Well, we're going to, we know what the word assume does, but we're going to assume that mm-hmm. she's under a doctor's care, professional care, and mm-hmm. now she doesn't have her baby. She still may need to be, you know, taken care of, you know, professionally by the doctor. But at what point would you say, and I'm not sure how it was for your story, but, and everyone's different, like you said, at what point does she know, because I'm not sure what the doctor's processes are, but at what point should she know she's not getting over it in a healthy way? I ask you, you know, that because it was your materials that showed me the increased risk of maternal suicide when a mom loses a baby or loses a pregnancy. I felt that so deeply, and I think we all expect her to be sad or expect her to have a low period. And we know what happens. We work with postpartum specifically, but for her to then go ahead and experience that, a lot of people will feel like, well, she doesn't have a baby, so they might not be looking for the signs of postpartum depression. Exactly. You're, you're, oh, that's so true, right? Um, everyone just assumes that the lost mama's grief is because she doesn't have her baby. Her body's going through all of the postpartum hormonal shifts and grieving. You know, that can be a recipe for 
something very serious. And, you know, yeah, I think I, I mentioned it was like the suicide risk is up 5% for mm. mothers who, you know, have had a loss during postpartum. And that is, that is really alarming. Um, so, yeah, I would say within, because that, that is so interesting. That is a question I get a lot. Like, how do I know what is postpartum depression and how do I know what's grief? And because they're so similar, mm. um, I would say that within probably by the time you hit 11, you know, 10, 11, 12 weeks after your loss, if you're not starting to feel little glimpses of, of starting to feel better, that's when you need to really get some professional help and talk to your doctor. Okay. That's a good yeah. measure for, and, and I understand, I understand everyone is different, but many times, like I know our moms ask us, postpartum moms, and, and they have their babies, but they're like, when am I going to get over this? Or they feel yeah. like they're pushing themselves, or they feel like someone else is pushing them. Not to mention another good point that you make on your website and in your information, and that is when that mom who's grieving and also may be having some postpartum issues is raising other children and oh. going through her day-to-day, uh, you know, activities. Yeah, so that was me. Talk about raising yeah. children while grieving. Can you talk about that a little bit? Thank you for tuning in to the Friends of Zane Adams, a.k.a. FAZA Podcast for awareness of maternal mental health and postpartum depression. The FASA podcast is produced by Ad Voices Digital Media Productions. We help your business or organization gain exposure with podcast ads. Yes, you can advertise your business with affordable, professionally produced podcast ads that will help you gain brand recognition and reach your target market. Video doesn't have to be expensive to produce. Schedule a chat with Ad Voices today. We work with all budgets. So simply visit advoices.com. That's A-D-D-V-O-Y-C-E-S dot com. When that mom who's grieving and also may be having some postpartum issues is raising other children and going through her day-to-day uh, you know, activities. Yeah, so that was me. Talked about raising yeah. children while grieving. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, because right, that it it can happen at any time during your child journey. And so, yeah, for me, I had two two young sons. They were two and five mm. um, at the time of our loss, and you know, on, on one hand, it was what made me get out of bed every single morning, you know, when I didn't want to. But on the other hand, there was a lot of just heaviness. And, you know, it was just really hard to, you know, experience the joy that I that I wanted to experience with them because I was grieving. And it's, it is a really tough balance. You know, I have, a, I have an amazing husband who really picked up the pieces right. and 
you know, he picked up the slack, but not everyone has that. So, yeah, I mean, that is another place, too, if, if you know of anyone who has other children, they, they need help. You know, it is a hard time to to be present and maybe, you know, maybe not take your emotions out on them, maybe not take your anger out on the, the children that you have or the, you know, frustration. Or it, It's just such a mixed bag of emotions all the time that, yeah, raising children while you're grieving is another whole layer. Especially sad because the reason you're grieving is not there. People can't see it. And so they can't really, sometimes they can't really understand. This is where listening and awareness, I think, plays a big part. This is why we're so glad to to have you here with us because Mm -hmm. we're all about awareness. We know we can't change everything. We can't fix everything. But you can certainly be aware. And we, uh, all the uh, podcasts we've had and all the conversations we've had, we never had that conversation. And I'm just you know, just glad that you're here with us to talk about that. Mm. Tell, tell me about, because uh, I saw, and I didn't want to give it away. I didn't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler, tell our audience about some of the free resources that you've developed for coping mm. with, with healing. Yeah, on my website, it's jennifersend.com. I actually have a section of free resources. So I have... Um, you know, and it, it kind of depends on where you are in your journey. Um, probably for the beginners, someone who's re- very recent loss, I have a, an ebook. Just kind of mm. goes through, outlines my own story, some different thoughts that came across while while I was in that process, and just different things that might be common um, and ways to help through that. I also have just a PDF. It's sort of, it's kind of fun. It's a printable um, sheet that you can print off and put on your door, give it to your family members, but it's things that I wish people would say. So if you are having trouble, you know, communicating with people in your life, they're just not really understanding how you're feeling, this would be a great resource for that. And then the third thing I have is just three short little videos but really great actionable steps of um, just really coping with your coping with your loss. Like just, you know, that one's going to be more for, you know, if you're a few months out and you're just not quite feeling like yourself still, which is most people don't. But, you know, again, you're kind of trying to get back into normal life. Like how do you get back into normal life? How do you go back to work? How do you do all these things? So that one would be really helpful for someone in that category. That's super. And that's so generous of you. And uh, mm-hmm. I want you to repeat uh, your web address again. I know that uh, once they get on your website, they can then connect to you on social media. And a lot mm-hmm. of uh, yeah. our moms that, you know, they're in groups and they might want to share your information. So just repeat your website ad- address again. It's jennifersen.com. Jennifer, S-E-N-N.com. I'm happy to do free sessions to talk to anyone who is in, is in need of a conversation, too, for sure. Wow. I mean, and that is generous because sometimes my moms, they just need a safe place. They, yeah. uh, just, they need to know that this is safe. And, and hopefully at Father, they've begun to realize 
everything we do, everything we say, every resource we put in front of them, there is a safety net there, and you you are one of them. You know, uh, you are so generous, and some of the topics you've talked about, they deserve a lot more time. Uh, Right now, right at this point, I'm going to invite you back. Uh, in the future, Great. I hope that you will you will come back with us and we can delve into the topics that you discussed today just a, a little bit deeper and just share with us anything that you want to share with us. Uh, but in the meantime, though, I want uh, the audience to definitely, they probably already, you know how people are, they're checking you out before you can <laughs> check out. So, <laughs> oh well, I would love to come back. Thank you so not much. Not that, you know, it, it, we know that it's not a happy subject, but what happens is when you have someone in your life, and I just had a conversation with a friend who listened to another podcast and another speaker we had and some advice we had. She said, I'm so glad I heard that because then I recognized what I needed to do, and I did it, Ooh. and it was helpful. So that's why... It's so important for people like you to keep doing what you're doing. Well, we've come to the end of our time. We learned so much today. And uh, I just want to thank you again for being here. Uh, I just want to say to my FASA fans, you know what to do next. You know how to get involved. If you have a mom in your circle who's perinatal or postpartum, Mm -hmm. no matter if her baby is in her tummy, in her arms, or in her heart. You want to take the time to reach out, send an uplifting message, and most importantly, listen. Listen and care. Your father is proud to bring you ways to help stop the stigma, the silence, the suicides, and the suffering that often accompanies maternal mental health issues. I want you to please remember to use our FASA Finder tool to find resources in your zip code. You know you don't have to provide any sensitive information. And visit our website at fazainc.org for an on-demand version of this podcast. And consider this, every donation goes towards bringing awareness to maternal mental health. This is Paulette Smith signing off in loving memory of Christina LaShawn Thompson Adams. Bye-bye.